Welcome to Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. I'm your host, Leah. And I'm your host, Adesia. And this is a movie musical podcast where we watch a movie musical and then we talk about it. It is Christmas season, which means we're watching Christmas movies, I guess. But like Netflix (laughs) ones specifically (laughs) Um, that came out this year. So neither of us will have a history with it. Not really. I don't, I can't imagine a way in which we have (laughs) a history with this. Um, So we'll just like jump into it. I'm going to preface this with um, (laughs) there's going to (laughs) be, there's going to be a lot of chaotic energy coming from my side. Um, I also do not remember any of the tunes to any of the songs. So I will be adding all of them (laughs) just so you're prepared. And also any criticism that we give throughout this episode <laughs> is not an attack on on Dolly Parton or Debbie Allen we love or any of the people Dolly involved. Parton we love um, we love Christine Bransky like we're all all yeah, of we, we love Debbie Allen like it's it's we're not it's not about that we're here to have fun <laughs> and i just don't want <laughs> you to feel offended nothing here is serious don't take me seriously 90% of the time. Um, <laughs> well, okay. So, well, well, rather than what's your history with the movie, what's your history with Dolly Parton? Ooh, um, <laughs> it's not that great. Because, like, I think I learned Jolene for the first time when I was, like, 14. I, like, mm-hmm. learned it, not even the Dolly Parton version, blasphemy, I learned, I, I learned that I think her name is Patricia Lewis or something like that. She's like a Afrikaans Dolly Parton. Like she, for all intents and pers- purposes, is like the South African Dolly Parton. And so she had like a singing competition or she was hosting one. And we had to like learn songs from her albums, which were mainly covers or entirely covers. And one of them was Jolene. And so that's the first exposure i had to dolly parton also okay again like i oh don't slaughter me but hannah montana (laughs) is another like one of the first times i'd encountered her because she plays hannah montana's um godmother and i think she is miley cyrus's godmother in real life um but yeah Yeah. that's another place i saw her (laughs) that's your history (laughs) Uh, my history with Dolly Parton is again pretty limited Um, I like her Uh, I was robbed of the I say robbed I didn't care about Dolly Parton (laughs) then but when um, I was 13 we went to Tennessee and uh, uh, my parents went to Dollywood without me That is me. <laughs> I would have loved to well, see then... Bollywood. Damn. Oh god. But um, yeah. So I say now that I was robbed of the opportunity. But at the time, I really did not know who this woman was, apart from the fact that I had seen her on Hannah Montana. <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, god! Maybe please, Dolly Parton stands don't come for us. <laughs> <laughs> no way. I think I had seen her in something else. But I can't wait. What movies is Dolly Parton? She's done nine to five. I want to believe she's been in nine to five. 
know she did the song, but like I want to believe she was in the movie as well. Is she in Sea of Magnolias? Oh, Ooh, I, I think she might be. Sea of Magnolias. No, I think I think I saw her in Sea of Magnolias, and I was okay. a child, child, like a child, child. I did not know who she who was. Who she was? That's <laughs> um. So yes, that that is literally all of my all of my history with Dolly Parton. Yeah. Um. And all then right. I think I've heard her music separately to to anything because you know uh, the famous uh, Whitney Houston cover of "And I Will Always Love You." Of course. Um. So I mean, like, someone had to tell me like that's a cover, and I'm like, what do you mean it's a cover? <laughs> you know, kind of. <laughs> also, I think her song. I want to say it's her. I, you know, Islands in the Stream. Islands in the Stream. That is yeah. She's in that, right? She sings. She's in that duet. I think right? so. Like, I only, I, so. yeah. I learned about that, like, a little later after already knowing the tune from that one hip hop song. Um, mm-hmm. You're a superstar. That is what you are. That's what you are. <laughs> so. You know, Dolly Parton has been around somewhere in my life. I haven't always been aware of it until, like, the older I grew. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's Dolly Parton. Okay. <laughs> but she seems like a really cool person. She seems really nice. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, we, uh, well, I stand. <laughs> I am a fan of anything that she has to say. She is she is here. Mm-hmm. for the, Like, she is the only rich person that I will not eat. Like... <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. Just gonna... Wait, I stand her here too. Um, you know, and like, like when I sent you the the thing, uh, the IMDb of this, like before when we were deciding what to watch, I was genuinely excited that this is. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> Dolly Parton wrote a musical for Netflix for Christmas. What? So like, yeah, super excited for this. Um, all that being said, I mean, <laughs> let's get into it. <laughs> Christmas on the okay. Square. I don't think I mentioned that that's what we were watching. Christmas on the Square. You, you did not, but that's fine. Because <laughs> um, we prefaced this with chaos. <laughs> so, uh, we open on <laughs> uh, a, a, you know, as all musicals do, having a very long intro song with many moving parts um it's so it is 10 minutes long i was watching this with a friend <laughs> and the friend like at the 10 minute mark was like it's been 10 minutes and i was like it has <laughs> <laughs> it, it did feel like forever but 10 minutes that seems excessive <laughs> so it is uh the title track i guess christmas on the square uh but it's also Christmas is. Christmas uh, on the square. I know that's not the tune. Keep going. <laughs> so, so we get introduced to several of the main characters, um, not their names, but like who they are to the town um, through the song and dance of, of several uh, people and extras. Um, we also get introduced to our main antagonist, who is also the main character so, <laughs> of the, the of the anti-hero. film? The anti-hero. The anti-hero, sure. Um, 
continuing the tradition of naming less than savory people regina um, <laughs> literally only because it means like regal or like king or queen or something like that hmm. i think that's why i think that's why regina george might have been named that adam anyway sorry i just got into like a whole naming thing i've been looking at names baby names <laughs> for the past few weeks it's a lot oh no it's absolutely fine um so uh we have uh well dolly parton uh, presents herself as a homeless woman asking for change on the street um regina pulls up in her car which is being driven by her assistant Felicity, um, played Regina by is... Janine Mason. If you watch it, you think you can dance. One of the winners, I think. I want to say season six. I'm not good at keeping season up with five. Season, season five. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So you think you can dance? Sorry, I got so excited when I saw her. I know she like acts on <laughs> Roswell or whatever now, but I don't watch that. But I saw her and I was like, ah! But um, also Alex Wong. <laughs> is like an extra <laughs> and like he has like a really meaty like ballet section in the middle of the church later <laughs> just needed oh, to interact that's with that who that is no 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 you saying that made me think like that was a that was a dancer that i recognized and i was like am i making this up in my head and now <laughs> you said that and i was just like oh that's who that is yeah. thank god <laughs> okay uh, also, I didn't mention um, Christine Bransky is is Regina, um, yes. but yes, she is preparing to sell the town. She is going to sell it off so Gotta that get they out of can here. build a Gotta mall. Leave this place. Gotta get out of here. I'm sorry. Keep going. I'm. This is <laughs> <laughs> this is underscore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that so that uh, they can. Uh, Build a wall because the parent build a wall, build a mall. Building a wall is a different play. Um, <laughs> so they can build a mall um, in because it's like in the middle of America. It's the cheetah, the cheetah mall, or something. I don't know, but it's not important. I know. So she just started, and I've interrupted you like a thousand times, and I know this must be annoying <laughs> for some people. I'm sorry, but this is the second time that a plot point has been like. A character just owns a town. And I did not know that an American just could own a town. This is the second plot, like the second time I've seen this as a plot thing. Where like, I can't remember what movie I watched last, but like, yeah, the parents just owned the town. And they're like, this is our town. Um, and they named it after themselves too. And I was like, oh, I don't know how about that, but okay. <laughs> Well, I guess I guess they just it's not that they own the town, but they own the land that the town is being built on. Sure. So it's just like a hereditary generational passing down of the deeds. So like I don't know. But uh Regina is preparing to sell essentially the land, which means that she has the right to evict all of the people that live there. And that is what she is proceeding to do um, at this time, which is, I think, two days before Christmas. Um, yep. Because, you know, 
we wouldn't have a Christmas movie without someone just being awful at Christmas. Of course um, not. We need a Scrooge. We need a Grinch. <laughs> we need we a Scrooge. We need a Miss Hannigan. <laughs> you know? um, we get introduced to the pastor, Pastor Christian, who is his... Josh Sagara. I'm not sure what his motivation <laughs> was in this he movie. Was the leader of the town, but I, somehow, it feels right? like he was still feeling it out. I mean, there's a mayor, as... but they look to him <laughs> more than they do to the mayor. So yes, Regina is going around handing out uh, the eviction notices. Um, we learn that the pastor. Uh, Christian Hathaway and his wife um, whose name is Jenna is her real name Mary? why would I think her name is Mary? Sorry. Her, her real name is Mary <laughs> okay cool, her real cool. Name cool. Is Mary. Like, why did I think her name was Mary? okay go on <laughs> it's Mary Lane like <laughs> madness um oh my god yes <laughs> not to conflate the good christian movie with reefer madness please don't attack us <laughs> oh my god she can't help what her name is oh jesus um, oh where 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 was it yes um they're they're trying for a child. They they would like a baby, much like the baker and his wife in in Into the Woods. We learn yes. about it in the in the intro song. Um, uh, Regina then for goes to for a child. Yes, I mean they they sing us they sing several songs about wanting a baby. So, um, also I I love that there's. Co- the the feel of this movie immediately is you know when you're watching a TV musical but it's like it was a stage play but they've just kind of put it in a set so that they're not necessarily acting like they would on stage but everything around them is happening as though it would on stage so all of the background choreography where the main cast is just suddenly a part of the background dancing it just happens it just it's great it's so great um (laughs) mind you a lot of okay okay again don't come for me um a lot of the this the sound of the songs except for the ones where dolly is singing um feel like how you would imagine like how people who don't like musicals imagine musicals to be it really is yes it really <laughs> but yes um after handing out uh the majority of her eviction notices uh the town is thoroughly disturbed and in an uproar and they just got to get they've got to get out but uh, all of them for different reasons so pastor christian decides to host an uprising against regina he 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 has a whole sign put up 
on the church. <laughs> and, and it's just so extra, so unnecessary. You went but, uh, on a computer, they are, made that sign, went to whatever printing house they have, printed a bunch of them within an afternoon. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, the next song that comes up is right after uh, we get information about the sign. They're, they, as in um, Jenna and Pastor Christian, are talking about, again, having a child, um, being a parent, being a mother and father. Um, What's the name of the song? And they sing You, uh, which is them basically complimenting each other and saying that they can't live without um, the other and their love is wonderful and amazing. And I love you cause you're beautiful And even though you don't believe in you That's my rendition (laughs) I have no idea what the words are but you know Bring it in Next it's Regina She's waiting for Marjoline Which is such a name Um, But She's waiting for Marjoline to come and do her hair. Apparently, they've been best friends since they were children. Um, but that means absolutely nothing when it comes to being evicted. Um, we also get mention of uh, Carl when she comes inside, who is the general store owner who apparently had a like childhood sweetheart thing going with Regina. But... You know, the past is ancient history and whatever happened between them, uh, which we later learned was not a lot. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It just um, caused their relationship to dissolve. Mm -hmm. Um, Regina is then informed of the uprising that Christian plans to get and Marjolene starts dishing out all of the black woman wisdom uh, mm. with Queen of Me. <laughs> it's what she's there for. Of me, Regina. Da, 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 da. You're the Queen of Me, Regina. I'm kidding. I have no idea. I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> say I'm kidding, and I have no idea after every single one of these. But... <laughs> uh, Regina gets back into the town. Uh, realizing that this uproar, um, this resist, yeah, resist Regina, uh, thing is 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 going pretty strong, but she heads back in because she needs to give the last eviction notice to Carl. Um, uh, she goes in. They talk for a little bit, but they have um, they're not really close. Uh, though it's it's clear that there's still like some ancient feelings there. and it looks like they haven't like tried to fix their relationship for a long number of years because these people aren't they're not old but they're not but young they're not, you know <laughs> yeah they're, they're not in like their 30s <laughs> yeah no it, like they've they've lived some life <laughs> yeah which which we don't really get much information about. It's it's literally when they were children, and then here are they as as older adults. Which you know, to be fair, you don't see many older adults in musicals. Musicals are really the realm of the young and the sure. and the fit and athletic. 
Um, so it's it's kind of nice, and also I think because it's a Dolly Parton movie, there was no way that um people of her time and prestige weren't going to be like closer to the forefront. But yes, uh, the song that uh Carl uh sings is "Keeper of Memories." Um. He's basically oh, going through is all this of his where uh, they're the in antiques. The, the shop. Yeah. Okay. I'm the keeper of memories of times past. I have things people left behind, but their feelings last. Are these actual lyrics? Or are you making them up? Because I'm fully I, making them up on the spot. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I had to question it. I, was like, I don't remember that in the song. Did I? <laughs> like sometimes I would, I would, my brain would just leave during some of the songs. That's fair. Sure. But I, don't, sure. I was like, I don't remember. <laughs> fully I don't forgetting remember that you're winging it. Yes, <laughs> thank you. A reminder for the audience. Um, today's chaotic. I apologize. Um, but yes, uh, Regina's father has passed away, and uh, she's basically the one that's in charge. Um, she also has this kind of contentious relationship with her father, which we'll get into in a second. Um, but the next immediate thing that happens is that uh, she almost runs over she as in Regina almost runs over a doctor, Dr. Miller um, she had gotten some tests done um, and apparently it's showing that she has a brain tumor a la Queen Latifah's movie <laughs> uh, what is it when she like has like she gets a scan and she and like it, so spends she has... all her money and stuff yeah that movie i la is it last trip or something no not oh, last God. trip it is it feels like a, a last something last holiday i was oh. close <laughs> but yes a la last holiday uh, queen latifah uh she it gets revealed that she has a, a a tumor potentially. She has to get MRIs done. She has to go in for tests. Um, but uh, yes, uh, Felicity is at her house, um, and is uh, well. I think she's just there, um, as always she always seems to, to be. Yes, as she, as she always really is, um, and. Regina for the first time meets Dolly Parton. Well, no, that's a lie. She met Dolly Parton Angel. when she was a homeless person, but she meets the version of Dolly Parton that is true, which is an angel sent from God to change her heart because mm -hmm. that is the premise of this movie. She is being a bad person and so needs to become a good person because it's Christmas. So <laughs> I have a question about uh, this. Um, is it that she's been a bad person her whole life or is it just 
this action that's made her a bad person? Or is this action the culmination of her being a bad person her whole life? Because, like, that's <laughs> never really made clear. It's, like, we only get to really see that she's a bit snippy and, like, um, like uh, what's her name? Miranda Priestly-like, like, has a very particular way of thing, like, particular way she wants things done and when she wants them done kind of thing. But, like, just, like, in a I'm a busy businesswoman who loves doing business kind of way. Yeah. The only thing to me that indicates that she's not necessarily nice is that she's evicting people on Christmas. Um, the whole town, well, in I fact. To be fair, I, I think um, it's because her dad just recent, I say just recently, I think it was a few months before. Sure. Um, but I think her father was in charge of a lot of the business aspects. So her personal opinions might not have mattered um but yeah no to continue on with your point uh we, we really truly don't know who she was before this moment and they don't really indicate it like i i don't know maybe they feel like they indicate it by making her be like quick and like gotta get out of here and like i don't know bossy but i'm like i don't see that as being a bad person that's just the um depiction of how women are villainized for being in power a lot of the time so that so it doesn't clock immediately to me that she's just a quote-unquote bad person you know yeah just like particular and snippy (sighs) but yes uh the dolly parton (laughs) angel uh person proceeds to sing two songs in succession um and also combination (laughs) uh it is well, the first one is everybody needs an angel, because of course everybody they do. needs an um, angel. Everybody needs an angel, even when you feel like you don't need one. Everybody needs an angel. <laughs> yes. Can and you tell I, I just did musical improvisation before this? <laughs> a little bit. As a class, like I just had improv, improv class. Yes. She also starts talking about the parable of this. Oh, it was um, Chris Christine, not Christine Bransky, Regina's father's um, <laughs> favorite pastime was to sit in the window and look out towards the square, uh, because it reminded him of his favorite uh, Scottish parable, the lamplighter. And then she proceeds to sing Light Your Lamp. Um, light your lamp. Yeah. To uh, light others. Light your lamp. Then light your brothers. Regina is convinced that it's really just her tumor and she's hallucinating. Meanwhile, in the town, uh, they are at the town meeting for that evening and they are just lambasting um, Regina with the song uh, The Wickedest Witch in the Middle which I actually like it's a good song it's fairly high paced and fun and campy um, yeah. I think it's maybe it's fun because it's like a lot of people being like quippy I like this. yeah. <laughs> I like people being like witty and stuff She's the wickedest witch in the middle. 
She isn't big or little. She's the wickedest bitch in the middle. <laughs> She's very, very mean. She's really evil. The wickedest bitch in the middle. <laughs> None of that tune made sense together, but that's fine. It really doesn't. But still, <laughs> Regina appears at the town meeting. Um, just as they're like getting down into it. It's like right at the end of the line. It's like the wickedest witch of the middle, the wickedest witch of the kind of thing. And she like walks in. She's like, hey, bitch, <laughs> what you gonna say? <laughs> she basically says that it's her responsibility to look after the town, selling off land that was vacant. Those were parks, Regina. Like she's very, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's, she, she, she's very much uh, like a, a Scrooge, like a penny pinching um get every coin that you can kind of a thing yeah. um the thing is she, her plan is to like help the town but i don't know where how you're gonna help the town when you get rid of their businesses uh, it, it's weird um i don't fully understand the plot is she selling um, the town like the town center or the whole town because Maybe it's the town center that yeah. they're getting rid of. And that's okay. just like the central business place. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Because like, I, I did wonder a little bit, like, does this also mean that they need to move physically? Like, is it that extreme? Or is it just that their businesses are in trouble and like financially? It's probably the just their businesses. Okay. Cool. 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 Um,. But yeah, Regina leaves and then they sing Try, which is them being just like, oh, we have to keep going. Um, I don't really remember. <laughs> uh, like, I'm looking at the lyrics and I don't really remember what the part is. <laughs> it's bad. Um, but I think it's just like, reach for it. Reach for your dreams. It'll be okay. Just keep trying and you'll be fine. Okay, so the next part of this film is is the part that I completely just do not understand how it happened. Because there is a bar yeah. in this town. <laughs> yes. <okay>. And <laughs> there is a child that is left <laughs> in this bar. There there are adults in there. There are adults in there. But she is barely able to see over the counter. And like (laughs) her uncle is there. Like her uncle is there. Her uncle is there. But (laughs) she's just allowed to serve this grown adult woman alcohol. And she lets her. (laughs) Like I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, and she pulls her like a double or a triple I don't even know how much alcohol that is and then she pours herself I some never s- <laughs> she, she pulls herself some yes that's fine but one of the lines that she says is just like oh like you're so smart and she's like I'm a kid growing up in the back of a bar with access to the internet and I'm just like who wrote that who wrote that <laughs> Who well. dare? How dare you? <laughs> no child with access to the internet says that. 
Maybe Gen Gen Alpha or whatever they're called does. Would she still be considered Gen Z? Because she seems kind of young. I don't know. When, no, she's. I, I don't think know the she's demarcation. Gen Alpha. Okay. I, th- um, I think she's Gen. Alpha. Yeah, but like, oh, that line comes as a result of like they're sort of having a conversation where. Um, I was about to say Christine. Regina's being like really cynical and like blah 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 harumph. And the kids like giving bartenderly advice. And yeah, and Regina's like, that's kinda weird. What's going on? And she's like, Hey, I have bad parents. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's not what that's <laughs> not what I believe. That's not what I believe. <laughs> um was a joke. Um, now, uh, it gets revealed that, um, her dad, who is, uh, one of the main people that we've seen, um, he, he is, is, um, the owner of the bar. Her mother passed away when she was, uh, younger. And, uh, then they sing fairy tale, which is basically life is not a kind of a song. Yeah. And they have like a nice little harmony. I did like the harmony that they had in this song. I don't remember it, but I know I liked it. Um, Life is not a fairy tale. You don't get things handed to you as easy as you think. But then at the end of the song, um, uh, the little girl whose name I think in the movie is Violet. There we go. I think the I think they they talk about the 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 queen of mean or whatever, right? Yes, the the wickedest witch in the middle um, is coming to close down the town, uh, and it was it's too late for her dad to like grow a business, um, and uh, she talks about how in the past uh, she was so mean that she wouldn't let people uh, be late on their rent, as the drugstore had to close. And so because of that, when she got a fever, her mother had to drive out of town and then it was snowing and she fell off into a ditch and died. <laughs> and I don't mean to laugh, I'm sorry. Uh, I keep almost saying, Christine, Regina is now having the revelation of like, oh, my act, my actions have so significantly impacted. Um, <laughs> are you Okay. <laughs> What's wrong? <laughs> I don't know. I just the phrase this that I don't know. I'm my mind is not okay today. Like it just made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and like I don't I have no joy in this childless mother, this motherless child. Um uh-huh. but is it I don't know. The phrasing or something made me laugh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, but yes, Regina has a revelation that she has had a significant impact potentially on like Violet's whole life just by closing the drugstore. And she realizes that Violet herself, Violet blames herself um, for getting the fever in the first place. Just as um, Violet is explaining to Regina about like her mom dying or whatever, she says like, 
I don't even blame the wicked witch in the middle. I blame myself for like if I hadn't gotten the fever, my mother wouldn't have died. And this is exactly when the dad comes in and he's just coming from the town meeting and he's like, hey, what are you doing here to Regina? And Regina's only response, as I remember it, is to turn to the child and go, no, <laughs> run out. And I found that really funny because it's like not a response to this man who's just asked, what are you doing here talking to my child? It's just like contextless for him. He's just, he's just come home to find the woman evicting him and is like, what are you doing here? And she yells no at his daughter and runs out the door. <laughs> I, I, I hope you would take it like no you young child are not of legal age to serve alcohol to anyone <laughs> that, I'm still tripped up on that part I am still like stuck no lie I cannot I actually can't like small town sure be it, be it as it may but sure uh, what? <laughs> sure. Like, maybe just don't go to the rally, my uh, guy. It's okay. Like, they'll tell you the next day what it was about. <laughs> if you need to keep open. Or, y- yeah. I don't know. Um, But yes, uh, Regina flees. Uh, she returns back to her home uh, and, and begins to contemplate her life that, um, she is reminiscing on uh, a memory that she had of her father um, about uh, the lamp uh, prototype that he made uh, for the square. Uh, maybe, just maybe, uh, also a father's prayer happens. At this, there's a lot of okay, like wait. very short songs. Who's singing? Maybe, just maybe. Regina. Maybe, just maybe, if I look inside, I'll find the reason of why you acted the way you did before you died. Maybe, oh, just maybe. <laughs> um, and I have no idea. Father's prayer. I hope you have a happy life. A father's prayer. <laughs> so the next day uh, we rejoin Felicity in the kitchen and she's putting things away and then Angel reveals herself to Felicity but it is clear that Angel and F- Felicity have a pre-existing relationship because Felicity immediately recognizes Angel for what she is because Felicity is also well she's not actually an angel she's an angel in training which in in the context of an earlier line that was said from the homeless woman to felicity which was essentially are you not on the clock oh yeah Uh, when she was dancing in the bank yeah which would mean wait i just thought about this which would mean that the the dancing (laughs) yes and so is the dancing because it's fun to me it's kind of fine if the music is happening in real life like sure sure, whatever but also the dancing 
which means there is also intense choreography at any given moment. Or, or the, the dancing is truly metaphorical and like only happens like in in the atmosphere, which is why the angel can see it happen. I don't I don't understand. Don't try deconstruct it. It's know. like trying to deconstruct. It's like <laughs> after watching Steven Universe the movie and hearing the line like they're not even singing, and you're like, wait, y'all been singing in real life this whole time. And it's like, I don't know if I need to be, like, sitting down thinking about whether or not that's the reality. <laughs> but, yes, uh, Felicity um, is an angel in training. Uh, she's apparently not doing terribly well. Um, but she needs to, she is currently in charge of changing Regina's heart and getting her heart to change her mind. How long has um, she been working for so that Regina she can... is a question that I have. I mean, this is an answer you cannot give me. But, like, is it that she's been working with her for a year? Have they been trying to change her heart for a significant amount of time? Or did she just waltz into <laughs> Regina's life one day? Um, get her real assistant fired so that she could fill the spot <laughs> as an angel? Like, I don't know. I have so many logistical questions. Um, I don't know. Dolly Parton, Debbie Allen, anybody? Can you, like, shoot, shoot us an email? No, I'm kidding. Nobody's listening to this, and I hope they don't. <laughs> we also get a reprise of Everybody Needs an Angel. Um, very brief one. Mm-hmm. Um, this, is, this is when uh, Jennifer does the dance. In, in the in the sudden studio this is that bit <laughs> oh right yeah, yeah, yeah where she's like where they're like just so you know she is a dancer look at those calves yeah and those pirouettes <laughs> <laughs> i love it but yes the next song is actually because uh, the whole point of her being there is that Regina needed to go back to the hospital to get more tests done to see about her brain tumor. Uh, that is why Felicity is there to wake her up early. They head out and Regina just starts to go down memory lane in the combo of rearview mirror slash happy town slash just dance um, where we flash back while she's uh, on the way to the hospital and getting the MRI uh, to when she was uh, younger girl uh i'm not sure about the age i think i want to say like 16 ish yeah there was a dance happening uh she was with carl um but uh, apparently uh she saw uh carl presenting like a ring to some girl she didn't know and so it, it put her off and then she ended up dancing the night away with some rando guy with like uh the the whole like chin mustache thing um combo and they ended up dancing and then she ends up doing something uh, that she never thought she would which i guess was having sex as a teenager and she got pregnant and when her father found out he decided that it would be best for her to just stay hidden 
um, to protect her uh, reputation. Uh, and Carl, not knowing what happened, continued to visit, um, but he was unaware. <laughs> They're just like, well, not they. The dad's just like, leave. She doesn't want to see you. Bye. And he's like, God damn it. Yeah. But she's now getting a chance to experience and see all of these things. Much like the ghosts of Christmas past due to Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> sure. Um, um, yeah, she gets to see things that she wasn't privy to before. Like, how would she have known yeah. this information kind of thing? Um, including when she gives birth and the dad's like, I've got to take this child away for her. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why I found this funny. But like he took the child away from her and then gave it to the nurses or something and was like, they would never accept her or something like that. I don't know. It's so melodramatic. I had to laugh. Um, but also, <laughs> this girl does not consult her boyfriend after seeing, like does not talk to her boyfriend after seeing him interacting with another girl to the point of having sex with a stranger seems a little suspicious to me regina maybe there were some underlying feelings there that you had not confronted yet concerning being (laughs) in a relationship with this boy because that seems so extreme to me after the tests are done uh regina starts to get a slightly different outlook Mm -hmm. um we get another reprise of maybe just maybe uh as she's leaving the hospital but then she's immediately accosted by the fact that coming in um in an ambulance is what is his name (laughs) violet's father mac there we go mac comes in an ambulance with violet um there's been an accident while they were on their way to Violet's mother's grave, as they do every Christmas, apparently. It's a terrible accident. He has blood on his shirt, and Violet's head is wrapped up, and she is unconscious, and Christine just immediately tells Felicity to get the best pediatric neurosurgeon, get them here doesn't matter because you know she had like one enlightening conversation with Violet and so it's immediately important that nothing happens to this child Um, even though she was literally only hurt to further her development but also she just had her little (laughs) like MRI flashback uh, (laughs) scene via angel moment so she has a little bit of heart now she's like oh yeah Yeah, just a little (laughs) Just a little bit. Um, But yes. uh, She then proceeds to like. Ask God. Themselves. To. um, Spare Violet's life. Give her her life. Um, The angel. And angel in training are. There. Um having a secret meeting where they realize um they recognize that phase one um changing regina's heart is done so now they need to proceed on to phase two uh then we get mac singing the reprise of a father's prayer um which is him basically praying for his daughter to live Mm -hmm. um (laughs) which you know reasonable Mm -hmm. um a reasonable thing to do but he also said like if your mom's 
there. Like, if you are in heaven, whatever, with your mom, it's fine. Like, stay with her. I'll be fine. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's real sad. <laughs> like, oh, I don't it want really that for is. you. <laughs> also, I don't know how long it takes to travel 100 miles, how long he was singing for, like, the passage of time, because suddenly the best pediatric neurosurgeon in 100 miles is there. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, oh, God, that's 100 miles away. How'd you get here? It's like, it must be a miracle or something. Uh, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I mean, that's um, a weird response, actually, because <laughs> she could easily be like, no, we, I came here by ambulance or like helicopter. <laughs> She's like, no, it's a miracle. No, ma'am, you know how you got there. <laughs> <laughs> Regina now in the car with Felicity rather than going home now has all of these feelings and her heart is slowly being unlocked inch by inch and she wants to go and see Carl because you know he's present in her mind after the whole event um, mm-hmm. of the MRI and the dolly angel does not think that it's a good idea for her to go and talk to Carl whereas Felicity um is very uh very for this idea and thinks it's probably going to be the best thing for them to do even though the dolly angel continues to try to dissuade her yeah she's like Um, it's way too soon like the like she just got her bearings like don't mm -hmm. push her into this situation essentially it's not going to work out which it doesn't so they head to um carl's uh, general store as he is still in the process of packing um, getting all his things on and he is very much not interested in talking to Christine to Christine to Regina uh, he's not interested in talking to Regina at all um, because he's only aware of what she has done uh, to them recently mm-hmm. Um not necessarily the fact that she's trying to save a child's life which might not or might have had an effect who knows um uh she recognizes the prototype lamp that her uh father built in his general store which how did it get there i don't know i'm pretty sure that that should just be in the back in their house but Mm -hmm. still (laughs) uh still he, he has he gives it back to her free of charge um, and he continues to pack. Yeah. Who is Jeannie Mason? I don't know who that is. That's um, Felicity. Is that her? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that is her. <laughs> Why did my brain just suddenly forget one of the characters I've been talking about since the beginning? Anyway. <laughs> um, but she sings her a prize of Christmas is... Um, and she's the one that says the line grief is love with nowhere to go which later on Regina does but I'm just like completely takes it from a whole angel still mm. um, uh, Regina is not really wanting to listen um, she's just very in her feelings at the moment uh, I mean Violet, yeah, she's sour she just got rejected begins to a child that she met once is dying it's a sad time yeah uh the pastor and his wife are packing 
uh, they get uh, some word that Violet is improving, um, but um, they are still packing. There's a brief reprise of Try, um, sung just by um, Jenna, who is the pastor's wife, uh, just talking about having dreams again, um, and it sort of overlays with uh, Angels Know, uh, which is primarily sung by Dolly Parton. Mm -hmm. And Angels Know is basically her going around (laughs) and fixing all of the things, which, like, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm pretty sure (laughs) if you could do that, a lot of this could have been avoided. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're just going to be like, ah, the the child is fine. Here's some angel magic. You want a baby? Here's Here some <laughs> angel magic. Just like so, just like, I what? kind of missed that. That's what was going on. I maybe zoned out. I mean, I was watching for sure, um, but I missed or did just didn't like click on to the idea that Dolly was like fixing things. Because I think I think she's just like blessing them. I sure. think she's more like blessing. Sure, but, but like it didn't still, like, occur to me that that's what was going on because from this moment on, like the pastor and his wife go on as if they're pregnant, and I'm like, when was this revealed? <laughs> like when did this happen? Because <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't see the scene. What do you mean? Why does everybody know that they're pregnant now? It was it's weird. But also that she probably can't see the angel. So like did she just like feel a thing in her stomach and like interpret that as like I'm pregnant now? I don't know. I have so many questions. Anyway, go on, please. <laughs> I mean, there's not much to go on. Um after this, uh we have uh the third reprise of maybe just maybe by Regina as she is going through um, her her father's uh, just lighting the the lamp again and she realizes that there's a hidden section um, in the base of the which it has a really thick base so I don't know why you wouldn't think to look there still um, hidden inside is the family bible um, and there there are words handwritten into the beginning of the Bible. Uh, it seems to be documenting family history. And the, the history that is documented is the fact that she had a child and it was given up for adoption and the child's name. And she reads the child's name and realizes oops. Um, <laughs> so she, she she's very happy to now know the name of her potential child um all of the town is gathering back into the church again uh for the i guess a final farewell in the square um it's another reprise of try this one's held uh by uh margeline because it's like a gospel revival kind of a thing yeah this is so, um sort of, of course she's this is right it. before they uh, all um, are told that Violet's fine. So yeah. like, they're all still sort of in uh, that, like, in-between space of, like, mourning or, like, wishing she's okay or 
whatever that kind of grief so after the gospel revival we get news that violet's okay right uh jenna and pastor christian are still in their store they're still i don't even know what their store sells does their store sell baby things it looks like it yes they're they're (laughs) but they find out the news that violet's um awake uh they start getting ready to 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 go to the sermon and in walks regina uh who uh, is bearing freshly freshly bearing the news um after almost uh running into the doctor um who also delivers the news to her that um she's fine the, it was the, just the a brain flash tumor or whatever yeah that there is no brain tumor she is she's she's okay and she enters into christian's store with uh with the whole lamp like she didn't need the whole lamp she could have just brought the book you know but you know it's it's about the parable so she comes with the whole lamp um and she wants to give him the lamp uh because inside as we mentioned was the family bible and she flicks through uh, and basically shows him the page that lists his name as the baby of Regina. And this man is a full-grown man. Like, he has a job. So, like, it's been a while. Yeah. Still, it's revealed that she is um, his uh, mother. Uh, and he... he when he gives his sermon, he he's very much uh, he delivers the news that Violet's okay, and then begins to tell um, the story of this young girl who would have been um, rejected from her town if they'd found out she was pregnant. So she hid, and she gave the baby up for adoption. And he was that baby, and there was a man who came to all of his um, every event, even came to his high school graduation, and it was um, J- Jack fuller i think his name was and that regina fuller is his mother and regina comes forward and shares um her own little uh kind of speech thing it's the song forgive me um which is a nice song everyone seems compassionate about it also dolly parton sings like a snippet of an angel's prayer before she does that mm-hmm. it's all fine <laughs> the, the angel departs um regina's heart is changed because she realized she says to the town that she's not going to sell the town anymore everyone well she's not going to sell the square anymore everyone can keep their jobs and their positions it's a miracle at christmas I just have two things um, you know. to say about this. Thing one is, yes, um, that was not a sermon. <laughs> they say it is, but that's not. No, like it's just him telling a story. Like there wasn't any like religious, like tie around. You know what I mean? Like usually yeah. when I get a sermon, I mean I don't go to church that often, but when I do. The story, sure, it can exist, but like there usually is like a tie back to like a religious like 
message of like this is how you should yeah. behave to be a good christian but like here it's just like hi guys i just wanted to tell you about like i found out who my mother is and here she is and then she comes on she's like hi guys <laughs> it's me <laughs> the bitch of the movie i've been awful to you guys but i just realized i have a son and like i had a moment with a kid earlier i'm like so nice now you guys can keep your things keep your things everything's fine <laughs> essentially and then and then and then and then so once it's revealed that she's not going to sell the town everyone starts rejoicing and they start to sing um the last song songs i don't know it's like it always always ends up in a combination but Mm. but (laughs) jenna and uh christian are like singing about like finally getting this baby and Yes. Regina's okay. Like, Regina's uh, I'll like, be a grand- grandmother. <laughs> and then, what's his name? Carl or whatever. He's Carl. like, Oh my god, I'm talking too loud. Okay. And then Carl is like, Yeah, if also being a grandparent, if you'll let me, I'm like, Hold on, wait a minute. Why have we established? <laughs> when did we establish that these two people are having a baby? Like. For all we've known, right, these two people have been having trouble getting pregnant. Yet, here we are after this revelation, singing about how they're going to be grandparents. There is a link missing. Also, the fact, also the fact that we never actually saw like a full repair Between to Carl. Regina and <laughs> Carl's relationship. But now suddenly, since it's revealed that... Regina's son is Christian. It's fine, and we're we can be grandparents together. Like what? It's like where? It's a t- what? Mm-mm, I don't know about that one. <laughs> like there's there's a really a missing link right there. Um, in I the... mean the movie had to end. <laughs> no, I'm aware, the, the... and that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but like I don't know. There could have been like a little moment where they're like, hey, all that past shit, right? yeah we're good we're good and not like just springing it on her like hi i know i brushed you off last time we spoke want to be a grandparent with me can i be the grandparent to your grandchild that seems clever (laughs) it seems like zero to 100 very fast it really is um but yes it's another song and dance uh, we get to see Violet out of the hospital, which she really shouldn't be. She really shouldn't. If be. she was just in a car car mm. accident, you know, like, head I'm wound sure and everything. I'm sure that she's doing better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that she's doing better, but no doctor <laughs> is gonna be like, you just had a grievous like head wound that required like specialist care, but we're we're gonna let you out of the hospital yeah. and it's fine. <laughs> no still the movie had to end sure and so uh felicity now having achieved her goal is now a full angel as being told by her being allowed to wear the frilly white uh thing i guess Mm -hmm. and her and dolly are like up on the church roof um while everyone is singing and dancing below (laughs) and they speak dolly speaks direct to camera (laughs) And it's like, I got so confused. I was like, who is she talking? She's talking to me. She's talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was confused. I thought 
want because oh, honestly she and Felicity were talking yeah. she was talking to Felicity and then she was talking to me I didn't realize she was like you should go out and shine your light and I was just like why should Felicity me okay I'm sorry Dolly <laughs> Oh god. Um, but yeah, they they do the thing where it's just like you should make you as in you watching the film should like make a life brighter and inspire change and do something nice. Go do something nice, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a kind of a thing for like five seconds. Uh, and then yeah, uh the the movie ends. Yep. Yep. The movie ends. <laughs> it's a ride. It's a ride. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's all I gotta say. Can I also uh, before? <laughs> why the sure. fuck is that? Like <laughs> that contract, <laughs> like a whole baby long. It is so huge, and like it's just like. Every now and again, we just like see it in the corner. She's not read it yet, but it's like the size of like a whole toddler. It's so weird. Um, I mean, maybe that's just how contracts are, but I've fully never seen a stack <laughs> that huge. But I, maybe it's because of all of the evictions that have to be made. I don't know. It just like really, it, it was too comically big. For me. <laughs> and that's my Fair. only problem with the whole movie, I say. Let's get into our ratings. Okay, so rating for music and choreography. Um, okay, the music is not amazing. Like, okay, how to put it? <laughs> it's not bad music, but it's not great music. Um, <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's sort of a similar feeling to the feeling that I got when I watched. Um, I, I I might be cursed bringing this up. Um, fright, fright, stage fright, <laughs> stage fright. Um, it's sort of a similar feeling where like the songs are overall like okay. There are some that I like um, a bit more than others, but generally across the board the songs are just kind of there mm-hmm. um to facilitate it being a musical yeah uh choreography they did a lot in choreography they felt like they were dancing so frequently and it wasn't even like all of them they might have just been like two people dancing at one time mm-hmm. but they just choreo choreoed the shit out of this movie like those dancers were not wasted at any point. I wonder who the choreographer was. Um, Sorry. So I would say for music and choreo... Oh, okay. Uh, for music and choreo, I'm going to give it three... Three lengths. <sighs> right. Okay. Music and choreography for me was... Yeah. Um, you heard my description of what the songs are like. Um. Yeah, mm-hmm. to me, 
it is it has a similar vibe lyrically and sometimes melodically to a movie that I won't name only because I feel I'd feel uncomfortable like it's a musical that's like centered around a really sensitive subject but like the musical's really bad and um <laughs> not to say that this is really bad but the musical itself is really bad and like a lot of what how the like the structure of how they like phrase things and and stuff is very reminiscent of that for me um and i'm sorry i can't name it i just feel i'd feel really horrible being like hey this is a musical you should make fun of when it's not um but yeah it's just like it 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 serves the purpose technically of like telling you what's going on and occasionally moving the plot forward or like occasionally being in tandem of the plot moving <laughs> um and like none of it is like awful like none of it is like shut this off right now i never want to hear these people sing again it's just like not something i remember like at all um as evidenced by this entire podcast um <laughs> you know um so yeah i don't know but the choreography itself is like really really great like it's like so intricate and great and like you know <laughs> it's it's very good so the the choreography sort of bumps up the the score for me um to like a three yeah i think i'll give it three lamps as well up next we have story so it's a fairly simple plot um lady inherits land land belongs to town lady plans to boost the town's economy against the wishes of its people and so goes on a journey of self-discovery in order to open her heart to the folks that she feared would ostracize her and then in the end we have a lovely song and dance number it's <laughs> It's 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 a very generic plot line. I'm not gonna lie. Mm -hmm. It's nothing so extremely except like nothing really happens that you wouldn't be able to guess. Sure. In fact, some even less of things happen that I would expect to happen. Like an actual storyline about her relationship with this boy that she liked in the past, mm. you know, development of that mm. would have been interesting but no we just get them kind of jokingly getting together towards the end and they dance together just anyway um so yeah i would say for storyline i would give it three three eviction notices cool yeah the story's fine um i do wish like you said they fleshed out a little bit more i think it's very bare bones for a movie that's not exactly like short um not very much is sort of like explored and like i get that like a lot of the time was taken up by song but like maybe 
have I don't know maybe have the songs have less songs or have the songs like directly commenting on or moving the plot forward enough that it feels like a lot of like that it feels like a story is fleshed out like a lot of different things happened and it but not in a way that it's like vignettes because it's all kind of all it's it's all really tied to the same thing essentially but like Mm -hmm. none of it is really fleshed out it's kind of just like bullet points and that's unfortunate like (laughs) it could have been a uh a little bit more fleshed out and a little bit more i i i I don't know i feel like i would have felt a little bit more um overall if (laughs) if there was more to feel for um Mm -hmm. so all that being said i'm gonna give it 2.75 eviction notices okay and finally overall enjoyment um so i was reading reviews (laughs) Uh, people do be loving this movie like on twitter who just like they were crying when it started just like you know like they had like the the greatest i say the greatest worst time um and they were just like crying ugly tears (laughs) and i'm just like i wish that this movie had moved me so emotionally like i wish that i had experienced some kind of essence of joy and the fragility of human life and just like the need to be Christmassy I don't know I did I wasn't feeling that mm. and maybe this story isn't for me per se sure like it, it's sort of like you watch a, a lifetime movie and it's just like it it doesn't like move you the way that it could um sure, <laughs> sure. So I would say for overall enjoyment, I'm gonna stick with my theme of threes today, and um, should I? Yeah, I'll I'll stick with threes. Um, yeah. So three chocolate milks. See, I remembered one thing, <laughs> and it's Violet's chocolate milk. <laughs> um. Okay. So I did enjoy it to an extent, you know. Um. A friend, before we watched, before I watched it, one of my friends said um, he had watched the beginning two songs and decided it was not for him. Uh, when we were watching, like when I started watching it, um, I was like, which two songs? Like, did you stay the first 10 minutes and then a different song? Or like, is it like just the two songs that existed within the like, opening montage was that the two songs like i didn't anyway it's irrelevant like um but i am a lifetime movie person i'm a hallmark movie person i watch thousands of them um all the time um especially the christmas ones i watch like this is my season like i be watching hallmark movies and they're all the fucking same um and this isn't Mm -hmm. necessarily the same the same but it kind of is like busy businesswoman grows a heart and decides to live in christmas land i don't know but like it it, um, 
did I enjoy it as much as I wanted to? No. Given that it's a Dolly Parton like musical, like I really expected to enjoy it a lot more. Um, which, you know, maybe it's just like, why were my expectations up there? I don't know. I don't know. But like, I don't know. I'm glad for the people who really do enjoy it, though. Um, good for you. Um, that being said, I will give it. Um, yeah, three chocolate milks is fine with me. Yeah. Like, it's not offensive. Okay. It's not terrible, but it's not <laughs> not something that I'm going to watch again. <laughs> these are our obsessions these are our obsessions these are our obsessions these are our obsessions <laughs> that's a rendition of not any of the songs from the movie because as we remember I don't remember any of them so <laughs> anyway this is the part of the podcast uh, where we talk about things that we uh, find interesting or really want to talk about that is related to musical theater or musicals or theater, you know, just that whole realm of things. Um, Odysseus, I want to start us off. Uh, sure. I don't really have like a pure uh, musical theater obsession type deal as we have seen for the last several months. <laughs> um, but uh, what I am obsessed with right now is a potential thing that might happen. It might not. But if it does, I will be very happy. Now, as you all know, or if you are new, then you don't know. Um, but I am a D&D nerd. Yes. And one of, the th one of the things that I watch as a D&D nerd is Critical Role. And when I tell you what hopped up on my Twitter feed um, earlier... <laughs> is the fact that Anthony Rapp of Rent, Anthony Rapp, right. I'm sure he's done other things, but Anthony <laughs> Rapp of Rent uh, has, one, started watching the second season of Critical Role, two, enjoys it, three, wants to be a guest on the show. Let me tell you, <laughs> when my interests just begin to collide and coalesce, I feel very validated. <laughs> <laughs> because what what why i can't even ask why he just seems invested in the storytelling he seems to enjoy the acting i don't know what it is that draws him in but it is a thing and i want anthony rap on this show so badly please god let it happen <laughs> um that is my obsession <laughs> how about you cool um my obsession is related to our previous episode actually um a person by the name of michael court or Mar michael corte i've never actually heard the name said out loud um you may know them or him um from the ham for b the gaga for rent the purple for Prince, I want to say it was the superstar for John Legend or the superstar for Legend. You know that sort of mashup of like pop artist with um, musical theater thing. Uh, he, I want to say arranged, but like on the Michael Corte um, <laughs> YouTube. 
channel there is sister act two and it's just a medley of all the sister act two songs and everybody sounds amazing and coco jones is in it it's so good it's so good the note is there if you do not know what the (laughs) note is i don't know who you are um but it is there it's so glorious it's so wonderful i was like fully fully just like jamming out i was so excited and it's so funny that it was uploaded like within a day of our episode going up um yeah (laughs) otherwise it would have been the obsession of that time you know uh but it isn't because it's obsession of now anyway you should go watch that and watch all the other ones ham for b is like a very huge favorite of mine gaga for rent is also very very good the hercules one is magnifique um there's a Drake one <laughs> that exists. Um, <laughs> Drake for Dream Girls yeah, or something like that. Um, it, that it's okay. Fair. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, always, the singers are always amazing. Their arrangements are always great. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's one of my obsessions. The other one is one that both of us were tagged in by a friend of ours um, the <laughs> Advent Carolinder. Again, Advent oh, Carolinder. Yes. Um, the song on the brink where it's like on the brink on the brink it's so like it's like (laughs) sondheim but not and i love it it's it's so good it's so good it's so good so and there i think i'm assuming by the name is that they're they'll be uploading a song i'm assuming original song up all the way up until christmas so you can follow them on instagram it's advent a D V N T Carolinder. So Carol C A R O L N D E R. Just then I was like so panicked about like do I know my alphabet? <laughs> <laughs> do I know how to say these letters out loud? Um but yeah, that's those are my obsessions. I don't really have anything else to say about anything else. That's it. I mean, on honorable honorable mention, um, there are more TikTok musicals happening. Ooh, um, there... apart from Ratatouille. Oh my gosh! Yes, please spill. <laughs> well, it, it it came across in the form of a TikTok, and I think I've forgotten one of them by now. But apparently, someone out there is making an Avatar: The Last Airbender oh, musical. Of course, of course, of course. I know that one. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Um, There is a Um, very good, two very good Azula songs out there. I know one of them off by heart, like at least the two. (laughs) I know. Um, It's it's yeah, uh huh, yes. Um, (laughs) Okay, by Catherine Lynn Rose. Um, That is the person who wrote, if not all the songs, a lot of them. and yeah, Friend or Foe is one of my favorites. Like any, all of the Azula songs. Any Azula song, I love it. I'm there for it. Um, that might just be me liking Azula, <laughs> me being in love with Azula or something. But you know, um, <laughs> that is, that's that. But yeah, cool. That does bring us to the end of the episode. If you stuck around with the chaos that was me today, and Odysseus <laughs> just putting up with me. Thank you. Um, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram 
at tmmtmmpodcast. You can follow us on Tumblr at tellmemoretellmemorepodcast.tumblr.com. You can email us at tellmemoretellmemorepodcast at gmail.com. You can become a patron on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash tmmtmmpodcast. You can follow our favorite song. Have an update real soon. Um, our favorite songs from each episode on our like Spotify profile. So not the podcast itself, but if you look for Tell Me More, Tell Me More podcast and like look for like playlists. I don't know actually know how the Spotify system works, but you know you'll find out playlists. Um, it's 2018 phase, 2019 phase, and the songs from this one, if they ever do get released uh as the soundtrack will be on there on the 2020 phase list um but until next time i have been your host leah and i have been your host adicia and this has been tell me my tell me the podcast goodbye wait did what? you go through the emails mm-hmm. oh <laughs> bye <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs>